Hi, I'm Saloni Sapre and you're listening to Just Party. Hey guys, welcome back to Just Bate. My name is Ashwin. It's another Sunday, which means it's another podcast. It's been a long time since we have had back-to-back podcasts, but here we are. Of course, I have Pratap alongside with me. Pratap, it's a Thursday afternoon. Is there any chance that your internet is going to hold up today? Uh, I really hope it does. I think as soon as our guest joined, I was already experiencing a little bit of lag. But yeah, fingers crossed and... Yeah, you guys are lucky because we don't generally roll out back-to-back <laughs> Sunday episodes. Yeah, so sure. that's a rarity on this channel. But yeah, we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, how I like to describe uh, her is that she has the power to look into the future. She's a woman international master in chess. She bakes and there's a lot more stuff that she does, but we don't know. Hence this episode. Yeah. We're very pleased to have with us Saloni Saple. I hope I pronounced the <laughs> surname right. And hi, Saloni. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Hi, guys. I'm really excited to be a part of this podcast. I'm really appreciative of the work you do. So first of all, congratulations for that. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you so, so. Now, before we ask you the absurd amount of questions and pick your brains <laughs> on the little things, the little chess that both of us know is from YouTube and that's how we start playing chess also. So, we just wanted to ask you if you do follow any chess streamers or YouTubers. Uh, actually, uh, not very frequently because, you know, like I have a lot of work, not just of chess and other. But mm-hmm. I enjoy when uh, chess players themselves stream. So, yeah. you know, in the lockdown, a lot of, you know, there was a boom in the mm-hmm. streaming yeah. zone. So, then people, uh, grandmasters like Vidit Gujarati and then other people also started doing it. So, I did follow like many of them, but not very regularly, I'd be honest. One of the chess streamers I think both of us follow is Hikaru. Uh, yes. I think he uh, streams on Twitch, but he has regular videos rolling out on YouTube. He is amazing. No yeah, doubt, he is amazing. It truly is. Now, uh, Saloni, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into chess and how early was it that you were introduced to chess? Okay, so I was seven years old when I started playing chess and uh, for some that might be incredibly young but people who play chess know that it might be kind of late <laughs> because they are, yeah, like they're like extremely young people starting at a very young age to play chess. Uh, I started playing chess because of my father. He was um, an intercollegiate champion and he used to play with friends and that is how I you know saw the game like he, whenever mm-hmm. his friends used to come he used to play and I used to really get uh, interested in it because it's the shape of the pieces and it's you know very peculiar and very interesting <laughs> so I used to ask him you know can you teach me and then he taught me and then of course I lost very very badly and <laughs> then um, yeah, my parents enrolled me in a chess class because they thought that I have interest. And then I think I practiced for like two months or so. And then I participated in my first district championship under seven. And then I won that. So after that, wow. there was no looking back. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like a really, I think for both of us, I think seven, starting at seven is really young because I think I mean, someone who's not uh, sort of already having some kind of chess background, as in your case, I think we just sort of hit the chess uh, <laughs> things like <laughs> carom. 
but yeah i think and you also spoke about how the shapes uh, intrigued you so our our next question was actually going to be what about chess attracted you the most that time was it like the patterns and everything and or is there any particular thing that there's a very that... funny story behind this so uh, i was actually a swimmer as well i used to do state level swimming and i used to do that along with chess so i was not only a chess player wow, and i used right. to do that till i was like 9 years old or so and then at a point i got uh, very exhausted like every day my parents used to see me ki i'm doing chess practice then i'm mm-hmm. doing swimming practice and you know when you do swimming at a certain level there's a lot of uh, energy and you know exercise involved yeah. and uh, you must have done swimming i'm sure and yeah. it is really exhausting so to do both of them together my parents were like no this is too much because i used to mm-hmm. fall asleep at home without even having dinner many times so then they're like okay what do you want to do i was very young to choose but they just wanted to at least give me the option ki okay you can choose what you can do mm-hmm. so the funny story is that in swimming when you win you get medals and when you win in chess it's mostly a trophy and then for a 8 or 9 year old of course a trophy is more attractive Fair, so that yeah. is how i chose chess <laughs> but i have no regrets i really enjoyed the, the fact that you have no regrets is great i mean I, I, you're right as a kid I mean, I mean, even now I would choose trophies over medals. <laughs> so you got your women's international norm in 2018 at Barbara yes, International. Yes, the title, fa- title, yeah. R- right, the title. And so my question was, you had to, I think, get a draw to get a title, at least get a draw in that particular match. Yeah, 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 yeah. And right. so during the match, so because of that consequence, during mm-hmm. the match, did you have that in the back of your mind that you had to at least get a draw? Oh, definitely. Like I'll not even deny it. It's like a scary, nerve-wracking experience because. Uh, so I'll tell you. Uh, I completed my title in 2018, mm-hmm. uh, but I completed the first two norms in 2017, which was almost right. a year ago. Like exactly yeah. a year ago, in fact. And I was in a very good form in 2017. So uh, you know, you have certain expectations of yourself uh, considering your playing style and strength. and i really expected myself to complete it in 2017 but unfortunately i had some you know missed chances and mm-hmm. i just wasn't able to do it so in 2018 uh, i was playing the tournament and it was the last round and i knew that if i make a draw it's there it's right in front of me but then you know you get this realization ki oh it's in front of you <laughs> and then that is where you get yeah. little you know nervous but then the beauty of playing a sport or anything for that matter is like it teaches you a lot of patience and uh, grit and determination and the ability to be really calm in very tough right. places so i tried to you know take it just move by move and not take it as a whole experience and luckily it was a draw so yes i did it that's great that you did it but so you did it the mascot over what's the next thing that you did what how did you feel and, yeah immediately after So I remember this very clearly because, of course, these things don't, uh, you know, go away so easily. Yeah. They're just a part of your memory. So uh, I completed the match. I was in Barcelona, Spain, and uh, there is this uh, bench outside the tournament hall. I actually mm-hmm. played the same tournament the previous year, so I knew the locality right. and mm-hmm. everything. So uh, there's this particular bench, and then the whole thing is very scenic, like not extremely beautiful or anything, but it's mm-hmm. very scenic place, very calm place. So I just sat there by myself in the garden, and I clearly remember smiling. 
and then i just uh, enjoyed the moment and then i went and i, I talked to my uh, relatives my coaches because uh, you know of course you have to call them and tell them but i took a moment to myself and i just relished the moment yeah that is great i think that's a learning for us too because when like for example when we record this or when we record episodes with another guest the next thing we do is roll out the episode or start editing we don't actually stay in the moment so that's something to learn from i think that's nice yeah the guys you know the thing is you work so hard to do something and then it is really good that you want to stay motivated do the next thing but right. what about the thing that you're already doing you should you know cherish it it's it happened you did a really great job so you might as well enjoy that yeah i think that's a great point that you make especially uh, in the world we live in today everything is so fast paced and everyone's just looking to go to the next goal uh, which also brings us to our next question uh, talking about goals i mean even in tournaments and everything what is your general mindset towards a tournament and how do you measure how well you're doing do you measure it in terms of your uh, ratings or like how do you know if how is it going so uh, the kind of mindset i have for every tournament as a general thing is the same but it also depends tournament to tournament mm-hmm. so if i'm playing something uh, you know where i can fight for uh, the championship for example like if i'm playing a world championship or asian championship national championship of my age category where i'm mm-hmm. targeting the championship then it will be like the overall mindset won't be very different but it'll be slightly different so or in the other cases where i have to score norms or increase my rating to get the next title then it will be a little different like in these tournaments you look for uh, increasing your rating as i said right. so in sometimes in positions sometimes where you know that okay you might take this risk it might work might not work mm-hmm. so you play it a little safe like not very safe but especially in the other case if it's a championship then you might take the risk because if it works then you're going ahead or like right. in with respect to the field so uh, i think that is there but mostly it is of staying incredibly calm because uh, chess is a game um, so people think that it might not be taxing and exhausting mm-hmm. because we don't physically move around people don't see us right. uh, you know say for tennis for example they are actually moving around for 6 hours which yeah. is great it's awesome but chess being a mental sports is it's equally exhausting like you know to maintain that kind of energy and have that kind of output all the time it's really really exhausting and uh, i am still at wim but if you ask someone you know who's a super gm for that matter they'll be like okay this is nothing so it just goes <laughs> ahead i mean mm-hmm. yeah so the whole thing is i just stay patient i take one game at a time not the whole tournament because the more you break it into smaller steps the easier it is for you to handle and then you don't want to pressurize yourself because the best you can do is just be in the moment as i said that's mm-hmm. the best thing because it doesn't stress you out for you know what will happen oh next round i'm going to play against this player mm-hmm. you'll be like okay next round no i'll think about it that time i'll just focus right. now so it's more or less that it's it's very interesting how you talk about staying in the moment because chess can be a very addictive sport right especially <laughs> because like you said it's a lot to do with how you think so it can be very addictive so has it ever reached a point for you where it's become almost borderline obsessive or how do you how do you balance chess your hobbies education how have you been handling that oh hmm 
so it's been a crazy journey very honestly and uh, i won't say i've been obsessed with chess because i mean uh, obsessed can be a healthy thing also but i'll yeah. just say that i had a uh, i've always had a very healthy relationship with chess of course when i was younger uh, when i used to lose i used to feel extremely bad and that any child when he or she loses yeah. they experience that sadness but over time you grow and you learn how to cope with it and you know you just take the good parts and then you use it in the next round so it's always been like that about balancing it's been really uh, a crazy journey <laughs> crazy is the correct word so uh, till 7th or 8th standard i used to play but not very regularly and i used to only play till like the nationals but after that i used to regularly regularly start playing in the uh, international events so after that you know there was so much of traveling i have to go out repeatedly and then uh, i was always a i take the liberty and say i was a good student in school and in college as well yes. and uh, i did have good grades and i really liked studying so that was a bonus for me so i'll just give you an example like if i'm preparing for a tournament i used to go i used to play the tournament i used to come back i used to be jet lagged of course so i take a day or maximum two off and then i used to get back to studying usually i used to come in time for my exams give my exams done prepare for the next game then go and this cycle has been going for i think 7 years 7 8 years yeah oh my god i think prath i i don't know about prath if i can speak for myself we were once ambitious cricketers oh that's <laughs> nice after a weekend of playing sport i take a week off to get back into <laughs> studying <laughs> oh wow that is it's that good. is something so for the last 7 years this has been your cycle yes yes and uh, like that's okay insane. a lot of uh, credit for that is also to my family because um since this been going on for 7 years so that's our like 2014 mm-hmm. yeah you are in yeah, yeah. so the last family vacation i had with them like a proper vacation of say even two, two weeks as such has been in 2014 not after that wow okay that's a really long time yeah oh i think yeah. i think it's about time you take a holiday so <laughs> no i have had like a day off two days off mm-hmm. but it was only with you know to myself or just in the house just chilling right. but you know mm-hmm. vacationing is when you go to a place and yeah, just relax yeah. and don't yeah, work yeah, yeah. but that never happened work was always there fun stuff cool so first question we have is one stereotype people have about chess players or even a, a stereotype people might have about you about me yeah. i'll answer for both <laughs> yeah go ahead so um, a stereotype so a stereotype might not be always negative it can be like yeah. a it yeah, can yeah. just be a belief for that matter yeah yeah so uh, that chess players are always patient but that's yeah, not the case outside the game okay <laughs> because okay. on board we are really patient that i agree 100% but off the board i have seen so many chess friends of mine right and myself i am not patient at all like take and and i'll be very honest because there's nothing to hide like if i'm driving on the road and if there's like a signal and people are not moving i'll be the first person to honk <laughs> like why are you not moving <laughs> so very one see that is the case and uh, stereotype people have about me is like uh, when i play i tend to have a poker face for that matter like it's i try not to be intimidating but people think i'm intimidating because of okay. that but uh, okay you converse with me right now do you think i'm intimidating <laughs> not at all so yeah maybe that <laughs> 
maybe yeah maybe they need to watch this episode to find out <laughs> that she's not yeah. intimidating <laughs> But no actually i just have a poker face because it's better it's just a thing where you don't want your opponent yeah. to read what's going on in your yeah. mind or if you know if you're scared in a really difficult position so that's the intention not to scare the opponent but okay i i you good at that are you good at reading the players who's in front of you um not the like i don't think anyone can like 100% get it because right, of, of course, course that's a yeah. different person you can't and okay i've uh, completed my graduation in psychology and even then i think that it's not possible because it's a different person right. but yeah. uh, you you can get certain hints like you know if they are getting really um unstable or uh, getting very shaky or something mm-hmm. like that but most of the players who are professionals they know how to compose themselves so now what's the ideal environment you'd want to play chess in what's your ideal environment it can be anything it can be on top of a mountain or in your room anything i actually have to play chess in the himalayas uh okay now before we go to the next question on the psychology thing itself uh, do you think that has helped you somewhere Uh, in terms of being able to read your opponents better uh not in that sense but otherwise yes definitely because uh, psychology is not just about understanding others it makes right. you also self aware about how right. you are yep. thinking and how your mindset is so in that way i've always been to been able to calm my nerves and just you know be very very composed like you know you understand that you're getting very uh, panicky at oh, times okay, okay. and then when you get that sensation this education has really helped me to okay just come back down to normal okay. breathe in breathe out and it's normal and then with respect to opponents as i said it's not very uh, easy to read into their minds because you know you can do that when you're talking to someone but you mm-hmm. can't can't talk over the board of course so the most you can get is through their body language and the cues likewise but other than that no i have not had that experience okay and okay so the next question we have is have you met any of your idols through various chess tournaments and if yes what was that like okay so of course for many many players not just indian but otherwise to uh, grandmaster vishwanathan anand sir has been the biggest idol yeah, yeah. and uh, it was not in a tournament like he wasn't playing in okay. the tournament of course because he is an elite grandmaster but he had uh, come there for like the prize distribution ceremony and then i had a photo with him as well this was when i was really young but then uh, cut to a few years ago uh, there was a felicitation uh, program where all the title mm-hmm. players of maharashtra were being felicitated by sir he was in maharashtra at that time in fact right. in pune so that was a much more um, say uh, when i was mature and he could actually i was a wim by, by that time so at least i had something to my name if not anything <laughs> so that was a much more a better experience i'd say so yeah it was a wonderful memory i mean he's so down to earth and you know you can see the way in which he conducts himself for two world champion like really yeah that is that is great i think even for us who are non chess players yeah. i think it's will be one of our dreams to meet him in a match are there times when you lose focus and what do you do to bring back that focus a lot of times it does happen because uh, it's just human nature like right even though you like something a lot you can just get lost in your thoughts mm. sometimes and that can happen it's natural most of the times i'm singing something in my mind so that's what i focus and like when i'm preparing before going to the game i don't always listen to music but sometimes i do just to chill 
and then that song just gets stuck in my head and i just sing that <laughs> during the game but then i you know you realize ki oh, you're singing what you're doing you have to play this so then you i just bring myself back to the game and uh, sometimes it just so happens that uh, even when i'm calculating in the current game uh, i just over calculate like uh, oh. it's not even necessary and then you lose sight of the actual position like the thing you're thinking of might not actually even happen right. so even that is a distraction not in the real um, sense of distraction but like sort of mm-hmm. so for that also i just breathe in and breathe out mm-hmm. that is my go to thing because the moment you are uh, back to normal and you know having a not panicky state you're just in a good place i feel uh you spoke about how you listen to songs is that one way that you'd say you get into sort of a zone uh like before a chess match is that a kind of ritual that you have or uh, no like that's not something i do always but i meditate before the game okay like uh i personally have this thing i won't say a ritual but i like to go uh a lot of time before the other players come in the hall so what i do is say for example if the match is at 3 pm i'd like to go at say 2:45 2:40 and then i just go and i sit there and i like to feel the feeling of the empty hall you know because it gives me a lot of calmness and i just feel really nice that environment i just basically take in the environment that mm-hmm. is the best thing i can explain and uh, i like to see how people come i like i'm a very observant person so i like to see how everyone is coming how they settle down into their chairs and every player has a thing they do like it might not be superstitious it just might be something they like but they just do something there are some peculiarities and i think it's very sweet because it makes them the person they are yeah. Yeah. so i like to observe that and then about the meditating part around 10 minutes before the game i just close my eyes and i just uh, chant just something to calm myself down and i think that gets me in the zone because it really makes me um focused towards the board and i like to do it at the board because then when i open my eyes the first thing i see is the board i'm going to play on so it oh, channels my right, energy right right well that's very interesting i think it's very nice like i have a very good feeling about it and of course you do what makes you feel good right so Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. What What was that one toughest situation you faced in the oh, few years that a lot of years that you've had playing chess? What's that one situation you look back on? So, uh, I, it was 2015. I was in Thailand. It was World Schools Championship, and it was the final game. And uh, in the tournament, I was the 14th seed, but I was playing incredibly well because uh, my strength and my rating did not match at that time. i was underrated at that time so uh, it came as a sub surprise you know when underdog really performs well it was that right, kind yeah. of a scenario and uh, i was doing that and in the last game i was playing a higher rated and i knew that if i win this i'm sure shot getting the silver medal which is a huge thing because you're mm. playing at the world level and of course so um, there was this situation in the game where i had to sacrifice my exchange so there's this concept if you uh, sacrifice a rook mm-hmm. for the knight like your rook for the knight so yeah. your rook is essentially more valued than the knight but you sacrifice it for the necessity right. of the game so that was there and uh, you know now i might do it very confidently but back then 6 years ago i was not as experienced as i was now 
so i am really proud of the decision i made back then because i showed the guts that were needed like as i said now i'll be more experienced and uh, very calm while giving it but at that moment i was shaking i was like hey, shit will it work <laughs> so okay but then it worked and i'm happy it did and i really uh, enjoyed that game and uh, um so uh, it so happened that if i had won that game i didn't even have to wait for the others results i was sure i was going to get the silver medal right. so at that moment i also remember i won the game and then i signed the score sheet and i was walking out of the hall and i remember smiling even then right. <laughs> so i think smiling is my thing <laughs> yeah that's so wholesome but what made you do it was it the instincts that took over or was it the risk the factor sacrifice that... yeah it was just uh, i am myself a very attacking player like i like to play tactical right. positions more than strategic positions so usually you have that you know you um, tend to think in a particular way because of your playing mm-hmm. style so because of that also i got that idea but otherwise also i was just in a very good place in the tournament like the entire hall the place i was staying it was such a good vibe that i can never forget that's one of my best tournaments like i after that i even completed my title which of course if you come you can't compare but even then it the title is much higher but in even then the tournament holds a very special place in my heart because after that a lot of good things happened my game significantly improved so yeah that is that is great and maybe yes smiling is your thing <laughs> the end of fun stuff while pratap introduced you he also said that you bake and <laughs> for those of you listening or viewers watching uh you own brownie heaven so what is that and how did you come up with it how why did you think that you had to start something like this the brownie heaven was a process of a was a product of a lot of thinking i love cooking and mm. i love cooking for others more than i do for myself and uh, i really like food in general i've traveled a lot and i've mm. tasted many different cuisines and i have a special love for all of them honestly there's not a single cuisine that i didn't like so i just wanted to spread that love of food to everyone and uh, whenever i was in town for my tournaments uh, baking or cooking was my go to thing to just you know let the stress out like chill and i did it a lot of time for my friends and family and my brownies were one such recipe that everyone absolutely loved like they really enjoyed them and uh, so of course cut to two years no like one year back in march mm-hmm. we had covid the whole country and the world and then you all know what happened <laughs> and so yeah. i think uh, also i had to complete my graduation i did that last mm-hmm. year so i was occupied with that also till like october november last year and after that i was like okay what now because i was still doing my practice but i really wanted to do something of my own because when you own a business it makes you feel a little empowered if not yeah. anything yeah and that was also uh, one reason why i started it but uh, but to be very honest the primary reason is to just spread the love of food i like people like my brownies and i was like why not i want to make other people eat them like you also enjoy <laughs> so yeah that was the thing that is such a sweet story of why you started it oh my god but does cooking and baking like you said that it helps you relax does it take your help you take your mind off things take your mind off chess your problems personally definitely i just so uh 
uh, it takes a certain amount of time to say bake one batch of brownies mm-hmm. and in that time i don't know how the time goes i'm just in that zone and i just start doing my thing and i don't even realize that i'm not been thinking anything until i'm done or maybe i just sing songs and i get done with it <laughs> but i just like doing it like yeah it's a lot of fun and i've got such nice reviews people have been so kind and supportive of the venture and you know it's just it's just crazy in a nice way like i just want to expand it in whatever way is possible and i hope people keep liking it i'm introducing new flavors and everything also so it's just basically about brownies it's no like no, no other thing That's like, that's yeah. awesome Pratib I'm going to put you on spot here this wasn't planned but this is your chance what's the best thing you can cook dude <laughs> what's the best thing you can cook you know funnily enough uh, if we hadn't had a lockdown i would have said maggi right now <laughs> but because i had to go back to college uh, and then we had a lockdown again so i actually learned a little bit of cooking so i think i can cook like paneer and bindi sik sorting and everything that's really good <laughs> i think any life skills whenever you learn it's just yeah. amazing because yeah, that is one thing true. i learned in my chess journey like you need yeah. to learn to do the bare minimum for yourself at least so that you can Definitely, adjust yeah. anywhere no matter the place you can manage you know your whole thing like your routine and everything and it makes you feel very independent in a very true. nice yes, way yes, you yeah. both must have had that experience now yeah. or that okay because of lockdown you didn't mm-hmm. like you couldn't go to your colleges but yeah. yeah what do you think about that oh that's true the first few years when i was no the first year when i was in college when i could cook for myself yeah i felt very independent it was great yeah. Yeah. so you started this business of yours the brownie okay. heaven and i'm sure in between you had a lot of things going on did people ever tell you that you shouldn't be doing this or shouldn't be doing that because oh, it yeah. might distract you How, oh, what yeah. what was that conversation like what did you tell them how did you feel my parents have always been supportive of this venture the whole thing is that there were no negative comments as such like people weren't like oh why are you doing this not good and everything it was never like that it was not very very negative but it's just that um as i said i've been good at studies i play a game that is you know a mental game so people uh, have like they start making these beliefs or they have a thought about you like you know this person might do things in a certain way so because of that people and many close people in fact see me doing something that is intellectual or something that requires more mental effort than physical right. effort but brownies are of course they are more physical effort because you have to bake them and mm-hmm. all of that so i have had questions on that line like you know how did you get into this first of all they are surprised because uh, this part about me this my liking for food and baking and cooking not everybody knows it's only for my friends oh. and family like really really close ones and that is why even to my relatives it was a big surprise so like oh you're opening a venture and because <laughs> since they didn't even know that i had the love for cooking they're just like you're opening a shop like no in between <laughs> going right. so that was a funny thing but i took it in a good spirit i just told them ki yeah i really like doing it and um there's nothing like you know starting something of your own i realized that and uh, it's been not a lot of time honestly i just started it recently but seeing the kind of response i got it's crazy and it is so nice that people have been so supportive and because of that my confidence increased 
and then seeing how my business is working the people also were like oh you're doing really good so it was a you know a really good thing basically mm. confidence enhancing that's that's really nice and it's really inspiring as well because uh you so even i have a younger sister and even she really enjoys but oh, she never nice. watches she never watches our episodes so i think <laughs> this episode i'll probably get her to watch and I yeah i think it'll be great for her good luck to your sister yeah. i think she's already <laughs> awesome she likes cook now you spoke about how everyone's been supportive around you could you uh, tell us who's been your biggest support system i think we already know but just if you could tell us my parents for sure and my yeah. sister yeah because uh, as i told you uh, i'll give examples of both so when i'm doing chess or when i've been playing tournaments because of this mm-hmm. pandemic i wasn't able to go out anywhere for the last year but otherwise i told you my routine how it was so as a family even they had to be really uh, strong and you know adjusting because i had to go i had to travel sometimes i used to go travel alone sometimes i used to go with my like either of my parents and then in that case my mom or my dad whoever has come with me the other mm. person is st- staying here with my sister right. because of course you can't uh, always go together it's not economical yeah. especially when you are pursuing a sport you have to save as much money as you can and that's yeah. very realistic thing to do so in that case and sometimes my tours were as long as you know 3 months so i used to be outside for that Ooh. amount of time right so a special shout out to my sister sanya i love you <laughs> because she really uh, adjusted a lot you know being younger you really want your parents to be with you your sister to be with you but she really understood the thing i was doing and she took it in such a nice way she never complained you know you're not there for me or something like that and that was very mature of her at that age and of course my parents have been a big pillar of strength uh, you know you really need people close to you in tough situations but you understand the importance uh, not just during that but also when you are very happy and you have someone to celebrate it with you like people always talk ki okay i was at a low that is why these mm. people were there but what about the happy situations even they were there at that time yeah. and that is equally important so yeah these three people and of course my friends and other family but these three people are like my pillar of rock yeah that's that's a really interesting perspective that you've given us because yeah i think we often uh, measure how uh, how supportive someone's been in terms of when they were there for us uh, while we were low but as you said rightly who's there uh, when we're celebrating our success so yeah i think that's a really nice way to put it because why like why do you have to always see things in a negative light exactly. i like to see yeah. things in a very positive like it just makes you very happy and why not have happy memories yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now last question from my side uh future plans with brownie heaven and chess so uh, i'm a person who doesn't like to think like very long term because that stresses me out earlier <laughs> i used to do that and uh, sometimes things don't work out the way you want to and it's only natural like you want things to go a particular way but you know anything might be in store for you so when that used to not align my expectations and the reality that was sort of like a source of stress so i just resorted to planning short term goals so very in that perspective i'll tell you my short term goal for chess is to complete my women grandmaster title i've already completed my rating i need three norms 
so i hope whenever situations are better and i can travel and play <laughs> i complete that soon and with respect to brownie heaven um i i don't know if you can consider this as a goal but in a general sense i'm launching like two three new flavors sometime soon so i hope they work well and existing yeah, business too yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and in general i just hope people enjoy the dessert that i am making you know because okay they are they are my customers and in like the economical way you can mm-hmm. think that but what i'm also building up people relations i'm con- connecting with so many people i have learned so many things from this business in just a span of you know a month and over a little month over the month and that has been great and i look forward to that as well of learning life skills that are essential not just for a biz- like the brownie business but in general any business for that matter it's been amazing That's, we genuinely hope that your flavors work well <laughs> but you also get your wgm soon now this is how we have started to end our podcast by asking this question are you a coffee or a tea person oh genuine oh hmm tricky question because i'll tell you <laughs> i am a big time coffee lover but recently i don't know why <laughs> i started liking tea good yes but i'm still a coffee person like i'll say i'm a 80% coffee lover 20% tea lover i i like that at least the tea is growing on you so that's great but uh, i am very peculiar about my tea like if it doesn't have ginger i'll not drink so yeah but it's not about coffee i can have any coffee it's, if it's black coffee if it's oh, any coffee oh, okay. but at least at least there's some positive that the tea is growing on you i'm so. sensing you're a tea person and you you are really what about you sarif i think more of a tea person uh yeah i think 60 40 or 70 30 in favor of tea so even you are like both yeah i don't mind i think this has by far been the most wholesome episode that i've <laughs> smiled so yeah, much yeah definitely and i think that's most that's that's because of you and your stories and of how kind you've been i think it's been 50 minutes and thank you so much oh, for really? those 50 minutes Oh, yeah. I didn't understand. I just had a fun time talking to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just going to say it's been fifty minutes, but I think I could talk to you for a long, long time. But because of the time constraint and the episode, no we problem. have to end it here. Thank you so much, Saloni, for joining in. It's been great. Like I've had so much fun throughout this episode, just listening and asking you questions and seeing that smile on your face <laughs> because it brings a smile on my face. Guys, if you want to check her out we'll put a disc- put a instagram in the description below you guys know what to do like share and subscribe all that good stuff uh sunday's a podcast with guests from all around the world and all walks of life wednesday is a cricket episode saturday is an episode i'm giving up on currently <laughs> it's a segment we have been working on forever it's not going to come out anytime soon thank you so much for watching uh, show some love to brownie heaven yes yes oh yeah we'll put that yes. in the description below too oh my god <laughs> we'll put that in the description too thank you so much for watching Bye-bye. Yo yo, thanks for tuning into the latest episode of Just Baatein. We hope you enjoyed it and that it left you inspired. Thanks for all your support and maybe you could support us just a little more by maybe going to our Instagram and Twitter and giving us a follow there. And also you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms right from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to Google Podcasts. Cheers.